This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good morning, traders and investors. Are you guys ready to wrap up the week right here on pre-market prep? Let's dive into today's topics. Of course, we got crude oil rebounding a little bit. Non-farm payrolls that we'll keep on watch, of course, going to be released at 8.30. We got Lululemon. Uh, we got Broadcom earnings, Meta and a Qualcomm deal. We'll talk about that. Pin Duo Duel trying to compete with Amazon. Twitter's edit button. Did anyone use it yesterday? Let me know in the chat. Of course, we got our special guest today, Jeffrey Hirsch, Chief Market Strategist at Probabilities Fund Management and Editor-in-Chief of the Stock Trader Almanac. If you haven't checked that out, definitely go ahead and do so. Let's get into today's show Who's ready to get the day started with pre-market prep? Hit the like button. Let us know what stock is on your watch list today in the chat. And rise and shine, it's time to start the day. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders. Let's go ahead. Let's bring on Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, and let's talk about the markets. Let's take a look. All right. Uh, after that sneaky rally yesterday, uh, so we're just we're, yeah, we're just hanging out unchanged here, basically up a tick. So we'll see what happens on the jobs number. I guess we're not expecting any major surprise. I guess we want a bad number, folks. That's what we want. We want a bad number. Uh, crude up a buck, buck sixty at eighty eight twenty. Uh, gold's going the same way. That's up seven bucks, trying to defend 1700, 171640. Silver trying to get back into the 18 handle, up 12.9 cents at 1779. Bitcoin, I've never seen it be so quiet, up 265 at 19960. And Ethereum futures are up $30.50 at 158050. Uh, nice rally yesterday, Dennis. I mean, the question is, we broke a four-day losing streak, right? We know how streaky the market is. We did that in June, and then we had another couple rough days before we bought them. Is it is it time to take off the, the bearish cap, cap and put on the bullish cap? Time to get neutral if you're a full-on rah-rah, bear-bear, I would say more neutral here. I think we bounced where we needed to bounce, Joel. I mean, we talk about 50% retracement so much on this show. Um, and I think that I think it's valid to think that, you know, we bounced kind of where we should. You know, 390, 389 was the low, that little one little tick back on July. I want to jump in there a little bit though, because it wasn't the fifty percent there, it was a sixty-one point eight. Yeah, we got through it. We got through the fifty. That yep. just wanted to kind of jump yep. in there there. Yep. Yep. But it, it still retracements are working well here. 
Yeah, I, I'm ballparking it, so I'm looking from 360 to 430. So I kind of see, I don't know, like your 50% might be different than mine, but I see a 70-point move, and then I see a 35, 36 points off. So I yeah, add 395, 394, so we're through. I don't know if I see a 61, but I definitely can see that 390 to 395. So 395 was probably the 50% of the move, so about five points below that on the SPY. So ballpark in it, but I mean, it's overall, it's not like it's like perfect science. Exactly. Oh yeah, we're right there. I actually, I it's actually waves. really like in between there. I actually really like in between there. Cause sometimes you'll get a little crack of the 50, right? And then a recovery. Yeah, that's what we did on the upside too. Just enough to fake people out. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we'll down keep... enough yeah. that I think if you full on were short this market, I'd be bringing them in at this point because we don't know how the next number is going to be. CPI starts coming down. You'll get that rip roar and rally here. So, you know, obviously we got jobs number here today to give us a little indication. I don't think it's going to be crazy off the jobs number, but I do think that, you know, these numbers, um, you know, is what matters going forward. So that CPI number that's obviously going to come up here is it, it's next week. I'm losing track. Of the weeks 13th. Here. Oh, 13th. we week and a half here yet. So we got a little bit of time before that, but I mean, overall, I'm still buying dips, selling rips, short and rips, buying dips. The shorten of the rips has worked much better than the buying of the dips. But again, I'm going to say 2022, the contrarian market, if you're chasing moves, you're doing it wrong in 2022. Had some good earnings, though, right? We can be upbeat. We got some good earnings. Dennis, you about out there buying some yoga pants? Uh, I should have been, obviously. Lululemon. I think Portnoy was saying he was buying it beforehand, before the print. So congratulations. How is that Dave? Was I haven't, I haven't. Heard I just saw a tweet go by, and he just tweeted that he was buying or he was getting into Lulu ahead of the print. I don't know if that's, you know, if he's just saying that or whatever. If he's even trading stocks, he's right back route route sports. I don't think he's trading <laughs> too much at all anymore. But I mean, he's right on this one. It was a nice pop here. Let's go into the Lululemon because this thing seems to be recession proof. All right, Lululemon here, Q2 EPS at $2.20, beating the $1.86 estimate. Sales at $1.9 billion, beating the $1.76 billion estimate. They see Q3 EPS at $1.90 to $1.95 versus $1.78 estimate, so raising their Q3 EPS. Also, uh, a slight raise here of the sales on the high end towards $1.80 billion versus a $1.73 billion estimate. They do see full year 2022 adjusted EPS also higher, a low end of $9.75, high end $9.90 versus the $9.44 estimate. So also they saw a good comparable sales increase to 23%. On nice left, again, I don't chase in this environment, but, you know, holy mackerel, that's a nice print. And it's been just kind of, it gapped up and kind of just held completely, Joel. It's just kind of like they tightened it right up. So it's not like all of a sudden, you know, we're still in volatile land here. We've had eight hours of trading basically off this print, four last night and four this morning. And it's just kind of holding up here. So kind of acts like it where it wants to be. Everything to liken those numbers. I mean, here's another stock. We talked about ULTA before firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Lululemon firing on all cylinders as well. The management of this company is just awesome. Again, it's valuation that keeps me out of it. But you can't argue with the performance of stock, you know, on, from a fundamental basis just keeps performing. Very, yeah, uh, that was the first thing that I looked at at this, and I'm like, hey, someone's bidding it up here, right? Yeah. They're not, you know, I don't know if they're bidding it to whack it, but um, as far as targets go on the upside, I just would keep keep an eye ru- just a little bit above where it is right now. I'll just give you the pre-market high at uh, 2384, and there's a couple pesky highs here, right here pesky on highs. the day. Yeah, pesky highs, so, you know, I don't. I'm hesitant to say that it's not, you know, it's not going to go through there and take that out because, you know, you were looking. Did you see Okta yesterday? Oh my gosh! When they oh want to kill something, they kill it. I'll say that. Oh. Much. Yeah. They want to kill it, they kill it. Or if they <laughs> want to buy it, they buy it. So you know, keep an eye. You know, if you pop above three twenty-five, you go three twenty-six, three twenty-seven. Always be on high alert if it comes back down through that area. All right. Well, I did want to show here. I caught from the chat and I will give you a shout out there. Um, Zen Bullish said, Lulu always seems to be good to us. Yes. And how can you take a look at that? Maybe you're just taking a look at prior earnings, right? And here's the pro to kind of bring that up. Look at all the green there, right? It's very yeah, which few one red looking marks. At? Lululemon. Which green Lulu. No, 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 oh, no. Well, which green EPS or revenue? 
Okay, so we could be looking at I surprise two EPS. So this and my is eyes EPS. don't work, so I cannot see that. So green. So explain a little bit more. All right. Can you make so it bigger, maybe. Yeah. I literally just see in. it green. Okay. I'll zoom in here. And so there you go. Now I can see it. All right. So we're looking at surprise EPS and surprise revenue and Lots the comparison. Green. And you can see that there's only about two or three reds in about like 30 quarters here. So Pretty that solid. shows us that what you stated there, Zen, yeah, that usually they do well for us. Yep. At least from historical, they have been beating and beating on EPS and revenue, which is what you want to be seeing for a strong company with good financials there. Who's I, one I, of those companies that always disappoints, just to compare? Who's one of those hmm. companies? Joel, who's one of those companies uh, that we're X, always like? X. U.S. Steel? Yeah. That's cyclical, so that could be wild. Let's see what U.S. Steel looks like. It's a All fun right. exercise. Uh, oh, they got lots no, of stuff. Yeah, the same that, thing. Maybe. I don't know. Some, yeah, some wild ones. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it's so cyclical. Look at the cyclicality of that business, though. Yeah. Like, you just see, like, boom, oh, the earnings are terrible. We're losing money. Oh, boom, we're killing it. <laughs> like, you just see how cyclical it is. Like, you get Good stuck point. in this value trap. But when the when the recession hits, that thing starts losing money like crazy, too. So, you know, the consistency of this, uh, more to be desired. Let's check like a, a Zoom, like a growth stock or something. And yeah, still pretty good. I mean, to tell you the truth, earnings haven't been that bad, really. I mean, at it's least just, from what I've been saying. The future. There, there's always companies typically beat. I mean, they guide yeah. to a number that they can beat. So it's not like half or beat and half or miss. And it's always just, you know, it's managing, you know, expectations. And companies put it out there. They put out a number that they feel like they can beat. So just to manage those expectations, people talking about the hair indicator. It is crazy today. I've got this. So anyways, I'm in the new house. We put in um, a water softener. I've never had a water softener before. And you guys might be able to help me with this, but it's like hard to get the shampoo out and the soap out. It's like, I've always had, we have really hard water where I'm at just off in Georgian Bay. But I'm like, I cannot even get, my hair was crazy when I had hard water. Now I got soft water. I don't even know what to do with it. So I think we got to do an adjustment on this, uh, on this uh, water softener. And I called the water company because it's like crazy soft that I can't even get the soap off. I'm joining in with you, Dennis. Let's go. We're getting wild with the Dennis. Dennis, a comb (laughs) or a brush. We don't don't believe, we don't don't have have a comb. Joel, we don't have those We use fingers. Yeah, do the old I, finger I like trick. <laughs> the old finger trick. <laughs> Bring it right back to okay, life. There so we go. Better. I'm glad that uh, you guys can uh, participate in a tangent, and uh, I can I can quietly observe here. But uh, <laughs> and, and hey, we're not paid for our looks. You fact, guys don't like my hair. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that's what it's all about. That's the hair yeah. indicator. All right, yeah. let's keep going like here. The briefcase indicates the hair indicator. I mean, it's going to be a wild day. Yeah. Come yeah. on, folks. That does. That makes me excited about today. Uh, let's talk about the, the next major earnings stock that caught a lot of attention, which was Broadcom. I feel like this was a, a good report on a good day. Sometimes it matters about what day you report. You're exactly I feel like right. it, it was a, a good reporting day for here for Broadcom. EPS at $9 and 73 cents beat the nine dollars and 56 cent estimate sales at 8.46 beating the 8.37 billion estimate they see q4 sales at 8.9 billion versus 8.73 billion estimate and broadcom ceo hawk tan says he expects network segment to be up 30 percent year over year and q4 says in q4 expects server storage connectivity revenue to grow 45 percent year over year and also their broadband business to grow above 20% year over year. Some good numbers mentioned by the CEO on the earnings call. Okay. I don't know if I want to buy anything to do with chips right now, though. This is the problem as well. <laughs> that is the problem, right? So you're up 15. You're getting a nice pop. Everybody's bag holding the bot this thing in the last three weeks. So unlike Lululemon that, you know, you're still talking about a stock that, I guess the charts look similar, but I, I don't know. I, I just think after the whole NVIDIA debacle, which we can get into again here, not that I, I, AVGO is NVIDIA, but chips, chips, chips. I'm just staying away from chips right now. I'm staying away uh, from computer chips, I'm staying away from all types of chips, potato chips, trying to get healthier. I'm just off chips right now. That's what it no is. No dip? I'll let you know I get back on chips. 
No dip and chips? Come on. I love dip and chips, but, <laughs> you know, I'm pushing 220 here. Ooh, it's starting to get out of hand. Really? Oh, yeah. The 220. I'll take 20 from Wait, you. Wait, what, what happened to that 215 resistance? No, I know. We took that out, Joel. Now we're pushing up to 220 here. That's the so, new house right, strike. It's getting a little bit. It's getting a little bit intense. So staying off the chips, all chips, including AVGO. Okay. Gonna have to get back on the ice, Dennis. Get back on the ice. On the All ice. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. Let's we go. got to do go that. We do. It's starting. Hockey Let's season kids starts playing next week. All, All right. right. A lot of people trying to get their money back in this one, is uh, Triple D said. And uh, let's just focus on our two-day high, 5, 10, 16. If uh, somehow the Bulls can't get it through there, you got some room up closer to 518. Don't know where to buy it. Minor support here in uh, pre-market at, uh, at 504. Uh, so let's go 504, 510. Let's see what happens early on. Let's talk NVIDIA here because it made a new 52-week low yesterday, taking it. out the low of the move. It's very impressive that this stock has come down as quickly as it has. I mean, you were talking about, oh, you know, this 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 days ago. This thing's up near 200 bucks and you're like, man, you know, could you take out the 200? Not that we were talking about it because we were been selling reps, but... You know, other bulls and obviously on CNBC, we're talking about potentially taking it out. And Kramer is a little bit rah-rah bullish and saying, oh, he thought the low was in for stocks. And, and just like that, you know, they've pulled the rug out from under this thing. It has the <laughs> earnings report. It bounces back a little bit the day after the earnings report and then just right cannot here. stop going down. It cannot stop going down. I don't know. You have so many bag holders in this thing now. Even Kramer turned on it yesterday. We know, like I was saying, you can rate the Kramer algorithm. The stock's up. He's bullish. Stock is down. He's bearish. He's a pure momentum trader, which is not working in 2022. Um, but, you know, it might start working again. So, you know, he might start being right again more often. $132, the low yesterday. We did bounce off that. That's the good news. We got significantly off the low. The bad news is we're through support, and there is not that much below. Yeah, it's uh, trading up a little bit. I, if you're looking for more upside in this today, whoever like didn't have a position, wasn't getting smoked, uh, was averaging down and buying and buying. They're saying, "Hey, I want out of 140," and uh, that's been this has been a pesky seller there. So above 140 uh, definitely opens up uh, on the upside here because you can look at yesterday's range, maybe look up to the top of the gap, and then. On the downside here, you definitely had some the new buyers. Those uh, those New Yorkers came back from that three martini lunch, and they're like, oh, "Man, yeah. we got to start scooping this up under one thirty five. So when I see that kind of formation, I say, "Okay, even if they whack it today, I think you I think you find some buyers here." And the AMD, obviously, oh. we know I sold that most of it. Oh, nice job! Up that. around hundred, should have sold it all. Kept a small piece, should have sold it all, but I wanted to have a small piece. I don't know, man. 71, you start thinking you're at 82. We're going to retest those July lows. I'm asking you guys. Not today. Not today. I'll go with that. I'll go with the not today. <laughs> um, I'll go with yeah. the not today. Yeah, not today. I would think so. I'd write, but... I'd write the, the, I'd write the, it puts their 71 puts for today if you want to take them. I wonder if they even have <laughs> today's expiration. I'm going to go about a penny for those. <laughs> I'd buy that for a penny. I'd sell that for a penny. Now, of course, one thing that I'm worried about is will China kind of give some comments back because of this, right? Um, I think this was very, very uh, kind of a push by the U.S. government to completely tell a company not to sell to China and Russia. I think they're going to have to eventually answer back. What will, oh. will that answer bring? Will it start a war in the chip battle? I think that that's what I'm concerned about because, I mean, it's just going to start a battle if China starts, you know, battling back and saying, well, if you guys are going to do this, then we're going to do this. And it just comes that back and forth action. That's I don't agree with this. Paul, I don't agree with this at all. I mean, we're full on political war here with China. I think we need to not be so aggressive, you know, and, and, and initiating stuff too. I mean, again, just got to sit back and look yeah, at the situation here. You know, start with the Pelosi visit, took some off. Now you're doing other things. I mean, you get all your goods from them, like a majority of them. We're addicted to cheap China goods. And if we're going to keep harming our political relationships, we better be prepared 
to not be getting cheap products. So you want to tackle inflation. This is not the way to do it. China can totally screw up our supply chain or worse, they're cutting us off of stuff too, which is a scary thought. So I mean, I'm not, you know, I've, I've been saying the whole time, this is my biggest concern is that China invades Taiwan. And now we have a whole huge can of worms, much bigger than even the Russian situation, at least from a North American perspective, um, because, because we get all our goods from them. I mean, it's yeah. one thing to have less oil from Russia. It's a, quite another to like all of a sudden say, oh, we're going to do sanctions and we're going to do start, you know, what, what would we do? I mean, let's just say a situation. T- China does indeed invade Taiwan. What do we do? What does North America do? Was well, let it happen? I, I do they think just, we'll do, do the they same thing. Sanctions and stuff like they did to the Russia. Sanctions what do they do? and what would they weapons do? to Taiwan. That's what I would expect. So I would expect the same thing. And it's not going to be good enough for anything. And then you start doing sanctions. You start doing stuff like that. Well, and they start fighting back and saying, okay, well, you know, here, you know, Apple, here, everybody, like how many companies, you know, <laughs> make their cheap products, you know, or are or, or, or buying cheap products from China? Almost just all to kind of them. Of- add to this is that china already was upset with just the chi- uh just the chips act they were already lashing out on that deal they said that it violated fair market principles and targeted beijing's own efforts to build a semiconductor industry so i don't think they're, they're going to be too happy that they're telling a company like nvidia that you cannot sell over there and you need licensing and special kind of work to try to get them to slow down the kind of the money to China now. And I think they're going to have to fight back. It's almost like inevitable for China snitch. to go. It's and coming. Fight back. The heat's coming. That's why and I'm, we don't know about what the- it's going to be, but it's going to come. The heat is coming. And there is just, they have a lot of power over us. And, you know, obviously in the form of, we get the majority of our stuff from China. So until we start getting, you know, actual production, of goods in North America, bringing it all back, which they're going to need to do. And you're not going to like the prices right now. You know, you see the prices of stuff. You think it's high now. Imagine, you know, we have to start producing all of our stuff in North America again. You're not going to like those prices of everything at all. You're going to see inflation, crazy rampant inflation, especially the script of supply chain. So there's a lot of things, a lot of, you know, wild cards. It's like I've said before, I've used the word deglobalization. That's what we're seeing here to a certain extent. I personally, if I would be trying to repair relationships with China, not do you think they want to repair relationships? U.S. Well, I mean, I I think this is well. First of all, this is this is something that's been going on for a long time, right? Not really. Go back five years ago, four years ago, we didn't have a bad relationship with China. We didn't have a bad relationship. Like Russia wasn't. So when did it it start, Dennis? Last two two years, really. I mean, really? the last couple of years. What I don't think. Am I? Did I forget about trade wars? Did that of trade wars and sanctions and tariffs? Did I forget about that? I I don't think it's been extreme though, Joel. I don't think like we we kicked I, I, their I butt. Like, we kicked their butt. All right, let's get let's move off the. Joel's pot. ready to move into everything to North America and cut China off. So no, I'm just saying. I'm just, that's I'm what's saying I'm, I'm not. I majored you, in political science, but I'm not a political scientist. So. You're right, though, Joel. I mean, this is what is going to happen. Like, this is the way it's going. You know, is we're going to have to produce stuff in North America again, and we're not going to work for two bucks an hour. Nobody is here. You're lucky to find them people producing goods for thirty bucks an hour, really twenty-five, thirty bucks an hour. The price of everything, if that happens, is going to go bananas. We're going to see huge price increases here. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you should try to be repairing these relationships, but they're not. So it's, in any regard here, it's good it's, for our jobs. We'll bring them back here. Might as well start bringing the jobs back because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like we're repairing these relationships anytime soon. But Just inflation keep on. is here to stay. Mitch, you're with me on this, aren't you? Inflation yeah, the- is, is here to stay if we're going to keep harming our relationships with China. Yeah, I mean, this isn't going to help inflation by any means if there's more political battles with China. No, and it's well, just something success- to keep on watch. We've successfully right? um, divided our chat, so can we? Can, uh, can of we course, this is what, but this go. is the next big thing. Yeah, this is, is what you got to watch out for. This is the reason exactly. why we bring this up because this it's is, not. This is the elephant in the room. Here mm-hmm. is it's inflation. It's been the problem the whole time. We keep talking about peak inflation. If we're going to keep harming the relationship with China, you have not even seen close to peak inflation here yet. 
that's what I'm. So I'm moving with Mitch on that, that maybe we haven't seen peak inflation. And if the China relationship continues to break down, we're going to see huge inflation over here. So just be prepared for that. All right, let's keep going to the deal that we caught uh, today, Meta and Qualcomm deal. Not a bad deal there. Um, This deal is to develop custom chipset for virtual reality products. They signed a multi-year agreement to collaborate on a new era of spatial computing um, using Qualcomm's extended reality Snapdragon technology. We're working with Qualcomm Technologies on customized virtual reality chipset powered by Snapdragon XR's uh, platform and technology for our future roadmap. Watch your offers product. there, Dennis. Sorry, yeah, Mitch. we're going yeah, up there, what's, right? uh, Yep. We're I getting mean, choppy ahead of the jobs. Yeah, unless someone knows the jobs number, <laughs> shouldn't be it's moving. Jumping the gun again. <laughs> now they're jumping at six minutes early. I'm. Yeah, that's a little gonna, bit early in my book, for it, man. I'm not. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I'm not There's always that head those. fake. Yeah, I'm not falling for those algos, man. Naked Did you I... jump the gun back when you were in, in preschool or in school or elementary school, Joel, when you were in the races? I feel like he'd always be the edge and he'd be looking front and trying runner. to time that gun to just get that extra edge on that kid next to him. I feel like, Joel, oh, you'd be Dennis, like you are, that. Oh, I used to have the most wicked start in swimming. And <laughs> they actually changed the rules because of me. <laughs> they why, did. Why? They did because you used to be allowed two false starts, right? So I would always it. like you, you like us, every starter had, you know, swimmers take your mark and then, you know, you can get, you can get the <laughs> time that count. So it's like, I'd be like, count. they go, you know, it'd be like a 1,001 and I, so I'd go down and then boom. And then they bang, 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 bang. And they bring you back. So then, then you couldn't jump. But the best thing is when someone else fall started, then they weren't looking at you. So you could you could jump the gun and they'd be like, oh wait, no, wait, was that lane three, lane four? Oh, I'll just let it go. And I'd be out there, like, okay, yeah, nice start. But you're right, good call on that one. I knew it. But now right. one false start, you're out. You're out. You can't you're jump out it off. False start now? One false start, yeah. Holy, that's tough. But I got I got around that. You just hold the block really tight. Like if they see swimmer, <laughs> they go swimmers stand a way up. Around that too. Swimmers stand around. up, and then like you're holding yourself back, and then you stand up, and then you get it over with. But another guys, another poor tangent here. I got uh, that's guys, that This was the spike that, that we saw one. right right now. So I just wanted to kind of show you guys that. Okay. Yeah, that was the spike that we saw in the markets here. Let's get back to the Meta and Qualcomm deal. How do you feel about? Meta, it's been going up recently. I it's mean, been holding in there, hasn't it? Good yeah. call, Mitch. Yeah, this is uh for some reason snap cutting jobs um has been good for Meta. And uh this has just been hanging out near the low of the move. Uh you have a good area to keep an eye on if you're looking more out of the metaverse here, pair of highs, sixty-seven thirty-six and sixty-seven eighty-four. Wouldn't want to be short going through that. I sold my meta um just because it's been hanging out here too long. I don't. Ah. I didn't. I didn't actually like all the Snapchat so stuff. I call the ticking time bomb. Lunch. And I think we're we're too far out. I think it's still a value trap here. I bought it off this support, but it's just come down here too many times. So I took a, I think three or four points I made on it, and I'm out for now. Good. I do like the support. So you know, I am selling something at support, which isn't something you should be doing. You should wait for it to break support. But I'm just concerned that you know this snap. Like obviously TikTok's eating the lunch, but. I didn't actually like the rally off this, like the Snapchat. I think it was mm-hmm. just, you know, I think it's, you know, oh yeah, you're cutting costs. Oh, that's a good thing. You're cutting costs. They're cutting costs because the revenues are dropping so substantially. Snapchat, and I'm scared Meta's going to have the same problems. Yeah, I would just point to the hourly. Uh, I, I can see that trend line coming in. I would love to see a close above 166.85 for the bulls. Um, that's what I would be watching on the upside. All right, we got two minutes here. Let's, let's go. Get let's get the ex, uh, estimates here. And uh, preview. I'm going to leave you because I'm going to trade this. If it's a nothing burger, I'll be back. If it's a something burger, you'll see me probably after Jeffrey Hirsch. Okay. Uh, uh, like I said, we covered Meta. Qualcomm is just not now. They're not too excited about this for Qualcomm. Uh, real bad day yesterday. Uh, coming back above yesterday's high. I mean. Maybe you got some room to do a gap fill here at 130, 130. And then after that, it opens up. So nice rebound off the low. So once again, I think if market does go into retreat mode, we, we closed 
23 bucks, almost four bucks off the low. So don't think we'll see that 126.08 today in Qualcomm. All right. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's talk about the numbers that are going to be coming okay. out here. Um, so we got 830 number non-farm payroll um, estimate is 300,000 prior was 528,000. And then we will also get, of course, the unemployment rate. Um, it's not expected to change. The estimate is 3.5 prior was 3.5. So that's not expected to change there. So of course, what are we looking for? Well, we're trying to pay attention to see if fewer people applied for jobless benefits in the prior week than initially estimated weekless Jobless claims fell 5,000 to 232,000. That was released yesterday. So that just shows us that more and more jobless claims are less jobless claims are coming to the market. That shows more room for the Fed to continue their hike schedule. So that's what we're trying to pay attention to. Like Joel mentioned, I think a weak number would kind of actually be better for the markets. But let's see what happens here. Yeah, um, we, we're starting to get a little choppy here. We got Betsy Stevenson from University of Michigan on uh, CNBC. That's an upgrade there. Uh, go blue. Uh, we spiked <laughs> up to 75 and a quarter. Um, and now we're just chopping around. So like, as I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not falling for those algos there that, uh, that jumped the gun. Not much as far as resistance goes. If you're short going into this number, Boy, oh boy, you take out that pre-market high. I just not seeing anything up there until you get into the 400, or 400 for spider, 4,000. Whoa, must be There's a weak number. Weak There's number. I was Nipples. just about to say, we, we look like we're trying to get towards that four. So Look at that pop and drop. Holy mackerel. Right back where we started from, it looks like. Uh, they popped it up to 94.75. Holy mackerel. And then just took it back down. So uh, August jobs report. What do you got for me, Mitch? Uh, trying to pull the number here. It's, it's okay. coming in fast here. This is, the, this is the thing that I need to kind of work on. A faster release. What do you guys use for your release? I, I've been trying to get it here. Someone's already had it. August. I guess you got to actually listen to Ranger Rick here. But uh, I mean, the knee jerk reaction was up. And that was the way the algo jumpers went at uh, just a few minutes. We are now at the highs. I'm saying it's uh, uh, August payrolls up 315,000. My, yeah. my computer is lagging on that end. Here you okay. go, guys. I got you guys. 315,000 versus 300,000. And what does this show? I mean, same thing that I kind of was talking about just shows more room for the Fed to kind of keep hiking. I don't think this really changes anything. Maybe a, a number like maybe 200,000 uh, would have been a little bit better, but it just seems like the market, I feel like, has just been pushed down far enough where it wants to kind of had this. Uh, unemployment bounce. rate, they're saying, is uh, ticked up from 3.5 to 3.7. So, all right, a little That's tick. good. That's good. It's bad news, but it's good news. Um, bad just, news is good news. Yep, that's the way this market is. Uh, we just uh, got near that magic uh, 400 or 4,000 in the S&Ps. 3,999.50 uh, stands as your pre-market high. We mentioned uh, limited resistance on the upside. We'll see if the bulls can uh, keep the full press, uh, full press court on here, a full court press. Uh, let's take a look. Um, let's get rid of the one-minute chart. And uh, let's let's see how some of the stocks are reacting. And uh, as always, you know, you like to take a look at the financials, right? And see how they're doing. Uh, Bank of America uh, getting a little bit of a pop. Came down, broke, uh, not not as moving as much as the S and P's. Uh, you did get a pop though, 20 sec, 20 second pop in uh in Bank America. Let's go to a 15 minute chart to illustrate what's going on here. 3370 for you Bank America traders. Uh man, three pesky highs. Uh let's just call it 3420 if you're looking for a target on the upside. Let's look at uh, JP Morgan. JP Morgan, that's probably getting a little bit of a pop, not much. Let's see that TLT got absolutely abused yesterday. Let's see how that's reacting today. Uh, just up just a little bit. Nothing nothing major in the TLT trying to make its way back. Uh, big tech. Uh, let's see how they're reacting to it. Apple. 
Uh, continuing on the gains from yesterday. Let's see how growth is doing. Uh, ARC, uh, nice move off that 40 yesterday. Mitch, you, you pointed that out yesterday. Two yeah. other lows at 40. Uh, and we got a nice pop off that. So any other stocks that uh, you're looking at here, Mitch? I mean, well, a little like frustrated about my Tesla call yesterday. I was looking for this exact move, 270 to 280s. And uh, it's right back in the daily level. So I'll be watching Tesla. It's right back towards the daily support. Did you we'll think see what that like, yeah, you think Paul, like, you know, he, like he had this number last Friday and he figured, okay, I can talk tough now because, you know, I, I just, I, I just, it's just so hard because it just seems like he just goes I don't to think, such polar I mean, extremes and he, he, he he's wrong. I just think that there's a point that the, the Fed is kind of telling you here that the the equity price right now at this time is not their most important priority. Their, their priority is inflation because if they don't tame it, this is just going to get worse in the long run. Because let's say if we do go into political issues with China, right, they're trying to fix inflation now, not later. And so that's why I think he came out with such a hawkish tune is that they really want to see this heading towards 2%. Are they going to wait until 2%? I don't think that will be the case either. But they're just animate on fighting inflation. So I think until we get about three CPI data reports or three PCE reports that point towards coming down, that's when you'll start seeing the Fed kind of lighten up. So it just needs right. to kind we, of give us multiple rolling averages. Yeah, well, well we can, we can uh, look at the charts and we can talk fundamentals, but a lot of times statistics uh, speak louder than anything. And there's not a better person to bring in than Jeffrey Hurst. Uh, he's the chief market strategist at Probabilities Fund Management. Another chief of the good old stock traders almanac. Let's bring on uh, Mr. Hirsch today. And uh, Jeffrey, how you doing? Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm good. Nice and sunny here. A little cooler in uh, New York, finally. New York, New York. Okay. So, stat me, okay? We're looking for some stats. Hot, Read some give, numbers for you, man. Give me some Labor Day stats. That The day before well, Labor Day. Well, my, my, uh, my illustrious partner, Chris Mistel, posted this morning on our blog, if you want to pull that up or you want me to share my screen. Um, you know, we do... Few days ago, we put out the days before Labor Day, which are mixed, and we're seeing that here. Um, and if you go to, uh, let's see, you want me to want me to share it for you? You know how to? Yeah, can you? Yeah, I can stop let's, mine. Let's see if I can execute the share on the screen okay. here. Yep, it's at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Share screen. Make sure you sc you share the right screen there, Jeffrey. No worries, I'll catch it. <laughs> you ready, Jeff? All right, let's get it on there. Boom. Got it. Um, you know, we've seen uh, weakness here in, in September, and, and it also uh, runs along with the the um, the chart we posted on, uh, you know, in our September almanac. Am I switching screens here? You can see. Yeah, there yep. we go. So you got this typical September period. Mm. You know, you got the first day of 
of uh, September was that that was yesterday, a little up, right? And then we get some sideways and a little strength mid-month, and then the end of the month period, and this runs mm. into your favorite uh, period of time, the quad witch. And we can debate the word quad witch because why do you call it a quad witch? Single stock futures? Yeah, okay. Big okay. impact on the market. I have this yeah, they, yeah, they did. I don't talk to too many people. So, no, uh, but it's, we call it triple witching still. So, um, you know, after Labor Day, used to be uh, a, a, a little stronger, but it's it's been a, a back to work, back to school, clean house. They start getting ready for the end of the third quarter and they start window dressing. And, and um, in this, you know, precarious market with, you know, I was listening to you guys talking about Powell. I think you made a couple of great points about why he's doing it now. But um, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, inputs Outside the market, in addition to our fundamentals and technicals and seasonals, we've got China, Ukraine, energy, mm -hmm. inflation, the Fed, and yada, yada, yada. So there's a lot a lot of um, imp inputs and impacts on the market here. And, um, you know, I would suspect that that week after triple witching, that end of Q3, which is notoriously weak, um, to, to materialize. I mean, we could get it early and, and, and you know, ahead of time if, if something happens on the um, world stage or, or, you know, it systemically in the markets, but uh, all things being equal, I would suspect um, us to bounce around here at the beginning of, of September and then, then sell off into the end of Q3. And then, uh, yeah, you mentioned a quad, which um, uh, we have, we had the, the June quad, which actually marked the low in the market. So uh, that another notoriously weak uh, quarterly expiration. We, we avoid the, quad or triple sometimes and just call it quarterly expiration. But um, yeah, uh, Q2, Q3, right in the worst six months, um, June and September, uh, those, those you know, quad witches, triple witches, whatever you want to call them, are um, notoriously weak. And the week after is even worse, which is something we track in the Almanac for years. What so it's you? enough enough to push us back down to that to that low to that June low thirty six thirty. I'm I'm leaning that way, you know. Ooh, okay. I, I think we can. I think we can test it, hold it. You know, I draw those support lines with a big thick marker or a crayon. We could a little bit above, a little bit of below. You know, you you can't be exact on that. Um, it it, it is uh, uh you know. I don't. I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to test that low. Test that low at all. I think testing it and holding it would be pretty healthy. Yeah, huh. I don't want to think about that. Okay, what about uh, what about midterm elections? Well, it, it it runs right into that because this is the weak spot of the four year cycle. I think I have a chart here for you. Um, that I set up. We got a few charts. So where's okay. that one? Oh, this is a great one. I'm going to show you the update on that. But the, the sweet spot of the four-year cycle, bear with me for a second while I, I jump okay. around. My, Just my a quick market update. We did we did punch into the uh, 400 or uh, 4,000 for the S&P. We got the 002. Uh, we mentioned very limited resistance here in the market. So the bulls are the bulls are fighting back after getting their butt kicked for four and a half days. So. Uh, all right, what are we looking at here? This is the uh, the four year cycle with the Dow, S and P, and Nasdaq. Um, you can see where we sit. I don't know if you you uh, is it big enough on your screens, but this is this is the weak spot. Q two, Q three, down on average a couple of percent, um, about five percent for for Nasdaq, and then the sweet spot. Um, you can see the Q four of the midterm year through. Uh, Q2 of the pre-election year is the strongest part of the four-year cycle of the presidential election stock market cycle. And after we get into the, uh, you know, get close to the midterms, we tend to see this rally here, uh, moves of 20, 30 percent on the NASDAQ or 29 percent. And, you know, there's that move from the midterm low to the pre-election year high that we talk about in um, the Almanac, about 48 percent for um, Dow and about 68 percent for NASDAQ all the way from the midterm low to the pre-election year high. So whether the June low holds, whether we make a new low, which is still not, you know, inconceivable. I know that's going to upset you, Joel, but um, it sets up the, the likelihood for a cyclical bull going into the pre-election year, the strongest year to four-year cycle. And then you look at, you know, the political alignment. Um, everyone's rooting for, uh, you know, a change of, of, uh, of power in Congress. 
and rightfully so, because everyone talks about Republicans better for Congress or better for uh, um, the market. It's really about Congress, not the not the White House. Best combination is Democratic president and Republican Congress, which is, I guess, at least a 50-50 chance this year, <laughs> if you think about it. I, know, okay. I think the, there's a couple of uh, um, political things that happen that are that are moving that around a lot. I think Roe has an impact, and, and I think this... Some of the, the spending has an impact too on the other going the other direction. All right, um, so uh, we're not we're not at the end of uh, of Q three yet, uh, yeah. but it's going to be pretty hard to say. I mean, yeah, we could rally back to all time highs in the next month. I'm not uh, anticipating that. Not but, next uh, month. No, no, no. Uh, not so, 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 talk to me about you know how the market you know performs you know after you know the q3 uh you know well we're actually we're still up we're still up because we had that june low but just overall how is the market uh reacting in q4 after you know being down whatever percentage points um that it will end up being or give us a range Here, here's some stats i ran i don't know if this is going to look is that are you seeing that on that screen or no uh, I still see. No, yeah, no, yeah. Ooh, I'll just boy, show yeah. you some of the rough work I did. So this is the the Q3s, uh, you know, through uh, down through Q3. This is like the top. Uh, I did above uh, uh, minus five percent. Five percent is like a flat period, a flat uh, number for us. So you know, you got these down Q3s. Here it is ranked by um, you know in year order. This is the rank. Uh, we're down seventeen percent as as of the end of August. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at a gain, you know, 60% of the time Q, Q4 is up um, after this kind of negativity dovetails right in with the sweet spot that I showed you. And then since we just finished August, here's what it looks like with, with August, um, September. Not great when the market's down year to date pretty substantially through August. Um, and then Q4 kind of, eh, you know, not uh, a slightly positive and you know the year as a as a as a whole is 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 negative so you know we look for a rally in q4 q4 is the strongest quarter out there anyway um especially you know november december um and we look for that october turn could happen in september you know the the um the cutoff the deadlines for for the funds to to report and with their fiscal years a lot of them have uh, um, are still in October, but a bunch are, are September 30 year end fiscal. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what creates that, that, um, you know, volatility and action along with the quarterly window dressing and that October phobia that we talk about. So I got another chart I want to show you. If yeah, you let's see it. Bring it on. This is new. This is, uh, I just updated this uh, as of yesterday's close. This is our aggregate cycle. This combines the, the all years, the seasonal pattern. Uh, with the uh, midterm election years going back to 46, as well as um, second years of decades, the old decennial cycle. And, um, you know, the amplitude's a little bit different with, with 2022 here. We got the um, that scale on the right side, so you can you can see the trend, and left side is a scale for the average. Uh, and we're tracking that. I put a little arrow in there to indicate the potential direction that, that, the, that the aggregate cycle shows us. This is something that we just did for the 2023 Almanac. Uh, of course, I got it for 2023 in there with pre-election years and third years and decades. But this is um, what we're looking at for, for 22. And lo and behold, you know, tracking um, this cycle pretty closely. I've, I've put a few other comparisons out there over the year, throughout the year with, you know, 60, 1962 and 1970 and 74. And you, you've heard that that chatter going on out there. So um, good news is. You know, we're looking at we're going to put in a nice double bottom, whether it's a high okay. or low or around or that test that you're afraid of. Um, and that sets us up for a nice move. So you you wait for the best months of the year. You wait for a technical crossover signal in our in MACD and, and you get some fundamentally sound stocks and, and, and good sectors that are that are set to move. And and you and you, you know, stick with the system and the strategy. All right. And what uh, that speaking of, uh, you know, specific stocks or specific sectors here, uh, and is there anywhere to hide here if uh, we have another leg down, uh, down to test those lows? Is there uh, anything our you'd... our our favorite sector right now is cash. four letter word cash. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We're, we're sitting tight. We have a little short out there. We're looking in in energy. 
the SEO is something we, we put out yesterday to subscribers. Okay. Jeffrey Hirsch, Chief Market Strategist at Probabilities Fund Management, Editor-in-Chief of the Stock Traders Almanac. We'll be looking for that to come out uh, late in the year. Jeffrey, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate you having me, guys. Take it easy. All right. Uh, well, we, we stuck in the, that 4K here, uh, 4002. And someone said that hey, Dennis is out there selling the rip. So uh, <laughs> we, have, we have been, uh, we have now backed <laughs> off uh, 20 handles, uh, over 20 handles. So a little bit of selling after that uh, 100 point plus rally, near nearly 100 point rally off that low from yesterday. Uh, so we'll see. I, once again, I'll be looking, see if we come down unchanged to that 68.75. And uh, better not go red uh, after that nice rally because a lot of people will be caught on that one. Mitch, anything uh, anything catching your eye here uh, during um, during that interview with Jeffrey? Uh, oil continuing higher a little bit. Uh -huh. um, at least uh, that's what I'm catching out there. Um, trying to see what's going on. I know that there is talk of the G7 finance ministers holding a virtual meeting to agree on a cap of Russian crude oil prices. And of course, on September 5th, we get an OPEC plus meeting. So uh, right when we come back, uh, oil is going to be in, in the kind of the, the forefront there. Will they be cutting production or not? Uh, definitely that meeting is going to take place on September 5th. So something to keep on watch. Uh, you can, you can do me a favor, Joel, just reshare your charts. Just want to make yeah, sure you get them I up did. there. Yep. Cool. I released them. Yeah. Well, that, that, uh, uh, North stream, uh, one's coming back online and supposed to come back online on Saturday. So yes. You know, also gotta, keep your eyes on that. What will happen by Monday, you know, Europe could be in crisis if that doesn't come back online. I mean, yep. they're definitely going to be in concern if that for some reason definitely comes back lower than expected. It's something to keep on watch. Of course, that was going to be released over the weekend. So it's kind of hard to trade that. Um, I just been hanging on to my swing. Uh, I've taken so much profit that I'm just going to keep waiting to see what happens here. But I'll tell you right now, it's dangerous. It's dangerous playing a game like this where you don't know what news is going to come out, but it's something to keep on watch. Um, now let's keep going. I did want to talk about uh, kind of the, the Twitter edit button. I don't know if we want okay. to get into that talk. Sure. All right, quick. Talk let's it. touch a little bit on it. Twitter uh, getting a little bit of a bounce and I, I just don't know how to trade Twitter because it's just such in this Elon Musk time. Uh, but let's talk about it here. Twitter subscription offering just got more compelling with the edit button. This came from Loop Fund uh, Gene Munts. There, you guys know how we like Gene. Uh, he said, also, of course, this includes now the use of the edit feature. At least for the near term, you need the Twitter Blue subscription, which currently costs about $4.99 a month following a steep uh, increase earlier. That was it was at $2.99 a month. They increased it to $4.99 a month. Okay, uh, you know what? Uh, I just kind of kind of reiterate. I think the Arabs got a hold of this one, and I I don't think the Arabs are looking. I think they're looking for the deal. If I'm looking at this chart, I, they think the deal is going to get done at 44, or perhaps it won't get done at all. Um, I know there was uh, a, a court ruling that uh, you know went, I believe, in Musk's favor. Uh, that started, you know, it went down with the market. So, I mean, it's. 44 now it's just creeping back down i'd really uh i don't know if you want to make it a trading range it could be a trading range but uh right now i think some pretty hot you know uh sophisticated arms are just just trading the ranges in this one and uh not getting involved we did if you want to look at it technically which is very hard to do with a with a deal on the table supposedly um you had several lows right in here in this 38.75 to 39 area that was back at the end of july so there is support um on the daily charts uh let's just take a look at tesla and uh, that had, I know you were looking at this one early uh, early on yesterday. Let's see what happens. You did get a spike, a corresponding spike for the job numbers over uh, 280, uh, trading at 280 and a quarter. 
It looks like we're going to make quick uh, 81 and a quarter. I'd keep an eye on that. Yeah, you did get through it um, in the in the pre-market. But if you get to 81 and a quarter, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'd want to be short that thing because there's your three-day high is 88.48. Um, and that coincided with a, a close that you had uh, last Thursday. So that is taking a look at Tesla. S&Ps are pretty volatile, but they still seem to be buying the dips here. Uh, after we crossed over 4K, uh, pulling back. So it seems like uh, right now we got a bid. What are you seeing out there, Triple D? Oh, that was crazy action. I mean, I was trying, <clears throat> just bouncing around and bouncing around so much. It got nuts there. I got a good sale off in Microsoft at 62.50, which I think I might have talked top ticked at. Um, nice. I, I made in that, I don't even know how many trades I made. I made a pile of trades in the last 20 minutes. I think that was one of my best ones, though, because I had some Microsoft. And if you bring up that shirt, I think I got a. I think I'm at a top. Let's see. It. Let's see if you. Let's see if you made the journal. Close. It's like uh, sixty-two fifty. I think was. My, I'll go look at the exact sale. Yeah, that's the high. That's the yeah. Exact was it high. exactly sixty-two fifty? I'm scrolling back. Sixty-two forty-five. That is said sold to you. <laughs> my chart. Okay. Sold well, to you. Trade Station got your print in there at uh, at uh, sixty two fifty, but uh, yeah, I got uh, some off at sixty two forty five, and, oh, and again, good. you know, you're just in and out, you're in and out, and trying to. It was uh, it was a stressful twenty minutes, I tell you, because we got the initial rip, and then we like just opened Did up, I... and we went red briefly, like for like a split second, and then they just started buying and buying and buying and buying, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be a ripper, and now they've pulled back here, so you know, you've calmed, we've calmed down after the number. But that was some wild trading. That was the best number I've seen in a while, like for trading wise. Yeah, yeah. Usually, um, uh, well, they like at three point seven five, right? Or three point seven versus three point five, right? So that's what. Uh, that's I haven't what even had time to analyze the numbers because it was so much <laughs> action. I'm like, you know, you're just trading. You're trying to like, you can't sit back and be oh, let's crunch your numbers and really think about this. I'm just like, you don't boom, need you're to see the action. Yeah, the action will tell you, you know, really what what what's happening here. So it was the, wild. I'm kind of exhausted, to be honest with you, after that 20 minutes. <laughs> your, your, your hair is standing up on end. Well, I thought I combed it. <laughs> uh, right. We did have the uh, the algo jumpers that, that came in, like 826, 827. Someone had that memo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone, they had that old, they had their server right in there to the wherever it comes out of, that located server. And they're like, oh, yeah, 3.7 versus 3.5. So um, that's what you got. So, all right, anything um you know, I looked at the banks. They didn't really move. I saw Bank of America oh, got a little bit of a bump. Now, yeah, it is. It is back up. Uh, alert on the this only, one. Uh, three highs in the thirty-four twenty area. My only concern here now is I feel like we will get kind of a little bit of a push back from those technology names that are beaten down. But is this kind of an opportunity to hold here, or should we kind of be more selling the rip in the intraday action? I just I'm just worried about overnight China news. So uh, in my eyes, I'll be looking for technology names to push up today. I have a feeling they could get some more lift, but I'm going to probably be selling the rip if I get that rip. Uh, well, this is you know thinner volume on, on days like this, right? And uh, yeah. I think I mentioned this yesterday. Once you get the ball rolling in one direction on a day like this and it seems to be rolling north, it's kind of hard to – it's kind of hard to stop it. So we'll see what the little, yeah, you know what the, you know, you got to have Labor Day, your barbecue, you're at the football game. Yeah. The market had a bad week, but you know, it came back on Friday. You know, that's, that will be uh, the topic of a uh, conversation. Five minutes left here. Spoo's creeping back up towards the high. If I had a really juicy target on the upside, uh, Wednesday's high is 18 and a quarter. Um, and that fit that fits well within uh, the um, the average trading range today. Actually, that's just above it. So we'll take a look at that. You want to do a um, you want to do some ticker time here to wrap yeah, it up. We got a few minutes left. Yeah. What do we got, Mitch? We'll let you take the lead. What do you see out there for ticker time? All right, no, nothing yet, but uh, I'll just try to take a stock off the the hop here. Who's the first one to get one in here? Let's see. Um, oh man. Throw us a yeah, curve. Throw that I'll out there. Throw this there one it is. Medicine match. 
Well, yeah, I like that one. Uh, <laughs> it, when a stock falls 33% one day, you often get a little bit of bounce back. But don't start thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to go back to $75, $80 anytime soon here. I think, you know, you've got bag holders all over the place here. Now it's making a multi-year low like we're talking about. I got to go out to the monthly here. I'm going back to 2018 price. Literally here. what I'm doing. <laughs> so 60 bucks. You do have, you know, I can see in 2018 you kind of had a support area there going back. It's unbelievable how, you know, this has given back a lot on a lot of stocks how we've given back the entire 2020 rally, which was incredible in itself. So as much as the, the incredibleness of the 2020 rally was, I think it's even more incredible how quickly some of these stocks have given it all back. It goes to show you you got to be buying companies that make money. Inside day. Inside day is what I'm calling for. I don't uh, have to worry about the upside here, but 60 to 63, I think maybe a couple, couple inside days. Everyone that wants to get out, get out. So I'd see support at 60, resistance at 63. That's over the last hour. Yeah, I think it's just going to be sideways here for a little while. And so I would think it could make a move towards around 69, 30s. But I think you're going to stay within a range from 56 to 69 for a little while here as it kind of uh, filters out. And a lot of, I mean, if you do get those upside push, I would feel that you would have, you know, overhead sellers as people want to get out, especially when a stock gaps down that big. That's that's the problem is the overhead supply issue, which we talk about all the time when stocks, yep. you know, are, have come and coming down and coming down and coming down. And then you get like, you know, a little period of consolidation for the last three months between 80 and 100. And they're like, OK, well, eventually nice consolidation. We're eventually going to move back higher. Then you just flush and nail all those people that just bought in the last three months. So now you have a whole new group of bag holders that bought the stock between 80 and 110. And they're all hoping to get their money back out. So this thing ever gets near 80 again, it was just like, get me out, get me out, get me out. You bought this at 120, 150, forget about it. You know, you're, you're going to be eating a big loss here at some that's, point in time. Yeah, but 80 is now epic resistance. And that's still 20 bucks up from here. So there's going to be bag holders all over the place in this. It's so tough for stocks to just bounce back. How about um, Oxy? What about Oxy? Yeah, well, you know, I'm kind of book. upset. I didn't buy the dip yesterday. I was looking for it. I was like, can we get 66? Can we get 66? It didn't give it to me. I wonder <laughs> if Buffett got down and dirty yesterday. We might find out tonight or over yeah. the weekend here. He's not going to buy up here. He's I was looking for, for 66. You think he wants the 58 again? He's waiting for the thing. No, not 50. I, um, no, I don't know. Maybe maybe he sold the rip. Who knows? You know, he maybe he lightened up a little bit. Uh, for you, oxy traders, we would see that because Joel, we would we would actually see those because he's over ten percent. So he's only got oh, two days. Two days. Yeah, yeah, two you're days. Right. So you're right. it, so again, you know, when you're under ten percent, you got the forty five. When you're over ten percent, mm -hmm. I think you only got the two. If I'm right, chat might correct me on that. So I'm pretty sure we would see the sales two days after. So it's already been two days since those highs. Good so call. Doesn't look like he sold any. I'd be hawking 72.40 today. Uh, that's your two down. That's what I would like to see. That's another two bucks higher. The reason is, is you had that nice move over 76. You had your two day, three day, four day butt kick in. So every move has a counter move. So boom, I'd look for resistance up at that two day high. Get above, hold there, then uh, why not? Uh, why not go up and test that high of the move? Actually, that was closer to 77. Uh, the dip bought again here, Dennis, uh, yeah. coming back toward the highs of the session. I, I can't find my – I mean, I'm giving my resistance point. Um, of course, well, we see what happens off the open. We got options expiration. You seeing anything in, in imbalance land or are they just uh, – because of the options expiration, they're kind of jockeying around with it. What options expiration? We got – Weekly. Oh, the weekly option expiration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing major. Yeah, no, I don't see much. I mean, okay. the balances are still. You got the institutional money managers are just getting to their desk right now, and now they're trying to read about the jobs report and analyze what they're doing. So <laughs> this is how it works. That's why you know we're real traders. We're in here all the time. Not that they're not real traders, but they're fundamental traders. So they're slower traders. So it's not like you know they're they're in the heat of the action. They're still analyzing what they feel like doing here, and they're analyzing the jobs. I mean. I think the word of the day is chop. I don't I don't know if we're just going to have this continuation where they buy, 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 or sell. I think you're going to see a lot of chop here. So I'm um, just fading moves all over the place. What 2022 has, has uh, given me is lots of opportunity to fade moves. I think today is another one of those opportunities. Fading everything. Fading, you, fading the rallies, fading the dips, fading everything. Yeah. If you ain't fading, you ain't trading. That's what they say.
All right. <laughs> All right, Triple D, I'll check in with you at the top of the hour, and uh, I'll be back. Okay, All right, guys. guys. Uh, Joel Alconan, Dennis Dick getting on out of here. You guys can catch Joel Alconan on pre-market prep plus like always as he goes over through some ticker time extended. Now, I'll be watching to see what happens. Will we get that kind of push up? Yesterday, I feel like we were pretty good. I mean, of course, we did get kind of like that opening kind of push down. Eventually, we got that rally we were kind of looking for. We'll see if it kind of holds. Of course, we'll be looking at uh, to see if if we could keep pushing up here. You know, can we hold back into the 400? I'll be watching that on the spy. If you guys want to come over to some live trading action, we got live trading today. And so, hey, guys, like always, we've been doing really great here. I'm on my portfolio challenge. We'll see how I can continue going. Uh, yesterday had some stopouts, but going to continue battling. Come on over to live trading, guys. Come have some fun with us. As I got Lord Ryan and Zunaid going into the trading day, we'll see what happens today. Hit the thumbs on up. Let's go ahead and wrap up the day and continue on right here on Benzinga. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.